0: Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky Copyright 2020, Campari, American, New York, New York Never compromise, drink responsibly
2: They're gonna kill the love of my life yes, If I don't go back to what I was doing This Friday
0: Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless How far would you go for love? You steal a truck, bring it to me Then you make your money Is it dangerous?
1: Of course it's dangerous!
0: Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins All this trouble, all this pain for love Collide, in theaters Friday Rated PG-13, maybe inappropriate for children under 13
1: Unless you completely nail every other spot and even then, it's like tough to win a big contest doing that, so
3: Oh yeah, no, I'm not talking about a, a big contest I'm talking about just beating you
0: This is the Fantasy Soccer Podcast, brought to you by Rotowire.com, your premier source for fantasy sports. For news, rankings, projections, DFS lineup optimizers, and more, head over to rotowire.com slash soccer. And now, here are your hosts, Mike Gottlieb and Andrew Lair
3: hello everyone welcome to another episode of the rotowire fantasy soccer podcast it's game week preview podcast and we actually have there's actually a game later today so you should definitely uh download this as soon as you possibly can because we're going to be talking a lot of chelsea liverpool that goes on later today uh but after that actually you know to me uh, oh sorry i'm your host uh michael (laughs) gottlieb and with me is andrew laird uh sorry to skip the formalities andrew i'm just trying to jump right into the action here
1: well i also wanted to add that if you're basically telling people who have downloaded the episode to listen, to download the episode.
3: Yeah. I, I guess I don't know how podcasts work. Yeah, even no, we, you know, it's we not like, work. Yeah. actually, I recently got the Facebook memory, uh, when I posted the first of the RotoWire fantasy soccer podcast. So it's like pretty close to the two year anniversary of this podcast.
1: Yeah. We've, uh, I think I saw the other day that we just passed like the 130 podcast mark, which you'd think we'd be better at it by now, but no, No, I guess we haven't hit the 10,000 hours that everybody misunderstands myself included for sure.
3: All right, (laughs) Uh, let's let's definitely go. Let's get to the games because the first one is such a good one. This Friday night football in the UK and for us Friday afternoon, uh, I will definitely have my eyes on this game while in a conference call. That's but it's a Chelsea against Liverpool and. Chelsea now hit the tough part of their schedule uh, because they got Liverpool and then they have Arsenal next week and Mm -hmm. this is probably not the best time to be going without John Terry right (laughs) I tried to not laugh I really did
1: um the I would be much more concerned about Diego Costa getting sent off in the early in this game and then missing the Arsenal game than even having to discuss John Terry Do you think which Terry makes a difference?
3: more likely? To, I, I think Terry makes an organize like an organizing difference, and uh, you know the, Chelsea would be more susceptible to maybe set pieces. But they've been the, the the defense hasn't looked great, no matter what you think, no matter what way you sliced it. To be honest,
1: yeah, but I think you know David Luiz will will go right into Terry's spot, um, which I think is a little unfortunate because I think he would have taken Cahill's. But um, you know Terry's got that ankle injury, so but I mean it's an upgrade. David Luiz from either Terry or Cahill is an upgrade so they'll get better this week and I assume they'll continue to play Ivanovic and Espilacueta out wide but maybe we'll see Marcos Alonso or maybe
3: yeah it, it it looks like it looks like they're trying to shape up to do a back three and then have Alonso on one side and Espilacueta on the other as far as the wing backs, but that might be more of a long-term plan but let's let's stick to this game here uh and which Liverpool is going to show up? I mean, when they're uh, Jurgen Klopp said himself, when they're good, they're really good. Mm -hmm. So are (laughs) they going to have the really good? Or are they going to have the really bad? Because they can swing either way here.
1: Yeah. I think the biggest question is going to be whether they go with Daniel Sturridge up front or not, because he started last week um, when they were very good, but they had Philippe Coutinho on the bench. And I, I just can't picture Jurgen Klopp thinking that his best attacking group does not include Coutinho. And if he comes in, then one of either Sturridge, Winaldum, Sadio Mane, Lallana goes out or Firmino. Um, and I'm not sure, like, I, I think of all those guys right now, Sturridge is the one who's probably going to sit, um, which is kind of crazy because uh, I've been, I mean, I'm a, a pretty big Sturridge supporter. And I feel like when he's fit, you have to play him because, you know, at some point he's not going to be, but... Lalana's been playing really well and uh Firmino obviously is coming off that brace, so I think Sturge is gonna be the one who, who ends up sitting and uh I'm not sure like how do you think uh they should line up against Chelsea? As as just, a if you are a Liverpool supporter, not a Chelsea supporter.
3: I am so happy. I'm so proud of you. This is the first time that you haven't met re- referenced the Player X revenge game against former team Y, with
1: Daniel Sturridge
3: and Chelsea. Oh,
1: uh, so. it, it's been long uh, enough. It's been long. Oh,
3: enough. oh, okay. The statute of limitations has run out. On this yes, one. yes, okay. for sure.
1: All right. Don't well, worry. I don't, I don't shy away from from revenge games, but I don't. This one's been way too long. All right.
3: Well, we will. Uh, this isn't
1: Colo Torre facing off against Liverpool here.
3: <laughs> Although he may be a better defender than anyone Chelsea has. Anyway, uh, it's, I mean for Liverpool. It, I think that Roberto Firmino would be better to run the front of the line for this purpose only. Chelsea get very confused in terms of tracking people. And when Firmino leads the line, you don't know where he's going to be. Daniel Sturridge, you kind of know. he He's more of a stereotypical center forward in that he wants to stay in the middle as much as he can. Firmino doesn't care. Yeah. And then that's when the likes of Mane just start to drift towards the middle. Uh, and and
1: Chelsea can lose track of players that way very easily. So is there any way that Mane does not line up on um, Ivanovic's side? Uh,
3: <laughs> I
1: mean, if that's on not a, one of the biggest mismatches you'll see all weekend, I don't know what is.
3: It's unlikely. That's the way I'll put it. It's very unlikely that I, I think I mean, I think that they will target, you know, countering to that side. To me, the the interest the interesting battle here is going to be for possession. Uh, both teams want to possess the ball; they want to play the ball, and I'm not sure who's going to really take over. You know who who who's who's going to have the force of will to dictate the style of play,
1: mm-hmm.
3: and that's that's where things get interesting to me in terms of you know the real life analysis of this game. But I feel that if Liverpool possess the ball less then it's more of, you know, likely a Sadio Mane kind of counterattack game, but if they possess the ball more, it, it could be more of a Roberto Firmino or possibly Felipe Coutinho if he's in the lineup.
1: That's who, kind of where I fall. Who has the worst defense? Cuz they're both pretty bad. They're they, they both
3: stink out loud, but they they have different scents. That's the way I'll put it.
1: it. It was more do you think this is a high-scoring game because the they're both so lopsided in terms of how good their attacks are and how poor they are defensively. Because both teams,
3: because I, because neither team, I believe, is going to sit back. This might actually be a low-scoring game because it'll just be pass the ball around the midfield and hopefully something breaks and happens for you. But mm-hmm. it just, it, it, I don't think that happens for either team much. Okay, I, I see this more like a one-one and kind of sloppy. Yeah. Um. You know the last the last Friday night game was a great one. Uh, I, I'm not sure we're gonna get. I'm not sure we're gonna get that again. Okay.
2: Fair.
1: Yeah. Foul. Uh, I I think it'll be a little. Uh, I I wanted to say it was gonna be high scoring just because I feel like every time Liverpool goes on the field they can score and Chelsea have obviously proven not to be good. I have a great I
3: have a great gauge of scores between in Liverpool games. Which which side has that score? I don't know. <laughs> But now I'm just going to make it simple and make it both teams getting the same score. I think this one is a draw. If I had to bet, you know, gun to my head betting, I would take the draw on this one. You
1: think Begovic gets the rare start?
3: No, no. why would he?
1: Uh, I mean, the worst thing. Courtois coming to... off a terrible
3: game. The worst thing you can do to, to, to Courtois is to put him on the bench for this one. If you ever want to get him back to feeling confident, that's not the way to do it. Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's like a wide receiver dropping the first like dropping a pass. You know, you just throw it to him again and.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs>
3: that's it that's what you do you don't just go away from him, or else he's good then he's gonna really shrink i don't know how six foot seven shrinks in tibo kotoa but you know he would anyway i would take zero defenders from this game including david Luiz, unless you're in season-long formats like an efsa for me uh and i would probably not take a liverpool defender because it's liverpool mm-hmm. right fair yep Okay, well, let's go to your team, shall we? Oh, by the way, next week uh, not only is it going to be the birthday pod, but there <laughs> we are going to be facing off against each other in one of the Taga leagues, and we are also going to be facing off in our real. Te- it's going to be the uh, what what we call it the Roto Classico?
1: Yeah, that's exactly
3: like what that. It yep, yep. So it, it's a uh, it's a chelsea it's a Chelsea Arsenal game as well next week. So pl- plenty to pay, plenty to uh, uh, look forward to for us in the upcoming week. But, that's right. Uh, for this week, uh, Arsenal will have to settle for a nice victory against Hull City, don't you think?
1: Yes. I think uh, for all the shenanigans that people were complaining about midweek, myself included, with uh, David Ospina in goal, it turned out to work pretty well. I'm still uh, concerned about Olivier Giroud. Like, this is the longest he's gone when presumably fit and not starting. And uh, I wonder if there's some sort of injury that we don't know about or if Lucas Perez has actually just passed him already, which is shocking to me just because Arsene Wenger has been so loyal to Giroud for so long. But the, you know, everybody, I feel like that they that they need to get an easy result. That Hull is fit. So they should get it.
3: Yeah. Uh, and on the whole side, I think there's one option to play.
1: It's not grass. And that's it. It's
3: not grass. And that's it. Yeah. I mean, would you take Apple Hernandez here? I mean, he, he's no. the person most likely to score from the forward line. Uh,
1: no, the, the one guy actually that has been, uh, giving me some interest that I will probably, I will talk about later as well was Curtis Davis, because you figure if Arsenal has so much of the ball, then he's going to be incredibly active in terms of tackles and interceptions. And, um, Arsenal can get sloppy with the ball sometimes, and so that should allow him to, to you know, rack up those points. Whoever has been um, scoring Hull games has been very generous to D- uh, Davis for the interceptions, at least. I mean, obviously on DraftKings they're just half a point each, but when you have fifteen, was it twenty-four in the last three games? Like that's a pretty decent base for a center back that that shouldn't really get that many points. But in terms of like a clean sheet dependent format like FPL, I wouldn't touch him.
3: <coughs> yeah, so much so that it made me cough. Yeah, uh, really. somehow un- that un- was uncontrollably. That
1: was such a hot take that I made you lose your voice. Huh?
3: <laughs> That's right. you left me you left me speechless and uh, causing a little bit of bodily harm on that yeah. one.
1: Oh. but no no.
3: wait yeah, till later. Yeah. Curtis Davis gets all the breaks. What, what can we say? All right, let's go on here. Uh, I don't think there's anything I mean, you're going to start all your arsenal options that you have if you're in season long formats. Uh, I mean, you're probably priced out of Hector Bellerin or Nacho Monreal on daily though. Correct.
1: Uh, Bellerin's actually, <clears throat> excuse me, seen his price drop a little bit, but I'm not sure there's necessarily a clean sheet just because arsenal can be so poor on set pieces that, uh, I could see Snodgrass slipping one again, but, uh, the one thing that is worth kind of paying attention to is that Mesud Ozil and Santi Cazorla have been splitting cross or uh, corners, excuse me. So that kind of takes away some of Ozil's uh, floor. He's obviously you know much more uh, involved in the attack, and subsequently That's- Cazorla's on penalties. So yep. it, uh, it's tough to you know I could see them basically alternating uh, good games, and so it's tough to rely on either one of them. So. I feel like yep. if you're going to pay up for an Arsenal guy, it may as well just be Alexis Sanchez.
3: You, take, you uh, for between Ozil and Cazorla, you take either or neither, never both.
1: Well, sure, yeah.
3: <clears throat> that's, uh, that, that's the only way I can put it.
1: But I'm saying, like, you, you may as well just flip a coin um, for each one week to week, just because you know they both have decent floors that are not that high, but um, on the other side, their their ceilings aren't terribly high either. Like, neither of them is going to score three goals, and if one does, it'll probably be Cazorla, not Ozil on three penalty penalties. spot yeah yeah
3: no that's fair that's fair and uh, i think arsenal overall they, they should take this game handedly you know they should two two nil three one something like that yes they should if they if, i mean the only way they don't is if they need to have somebody score against them in order to wake up oh. and it could end zero zero
1: yeah
3: uh, I, that's yeah that's the only way i could think of. i mean to be to be fair hall almost got the draw against manchester united yeah playing that way they yeah. really did so, you know, that's the one thing to, to look out for. But Arsenal, our, our, Arsenal can bring the hammer and the finesse, too. I mean, they could put Giroud in for a hammer, but it's, I, I really do think it's Arsenal's week this week yep, and not I, Hull. It should be. Yeah, <laughs> Hull should be getting tired now.
1: They're getting there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. OK. Uh, from one dominant team to another, Manchester City are at home against Burnmouth. This is the biggest. Ma- uh, lo- this is the most lopsided matchup to me bermuth don't defend particularly well and they also outside of that callum wilson beauty have just looked absolutely terrible going forward so it's been uh it's been tough sledding for bermuth and the cherry so far this season and this is a bad time to run in the city where pretty much every option they've put on the pitch has been firing
1: gosh they just they look so good and uh you know it was nice of sergio aguero to remind everybody just how great he is uh bagging that hat trick midweek which came Wednesday after their match was basically rained out on Tuesday. So uh, everybody playing champions league uh, missed out on, on that. Cause they, they didn't have that match on the Wednesday slate. So, uh, but Kelechi and Nacho found the back of the net again. Um, De Bruyne is actually the one who hasn't been uh, that great, although he's coming off a great party. So <laughs> yeah, I was about um, to say
3: like, except for last week where he said, so let me rephrase. He, yeah. They, they,
1: yeah. they were dominant midweek and he didn't have a ton to do with it, but yeah, they David Silva sounds like he's not going to play. Uh, Aguero is obviously out this week. Uh İlkay Gundogan started for Silva on Wednesday and uh, Pep Guardiola basically said he's not sure he can play uh 3 game or 2 games in in 4 days. So, uh you know, it's it's unclear who will start there, but like Sterling will be there. Um Leroy Sané played uh and he could get a start and Olito's still there. Like they still have plenty of firepower. Sane
3: playing... got an assist in his 10 minutes. Yep,
1: yep, to Iheanacho. So, uh, I mean, they just... <laughs> a, a plethora of options, and I, yeah, I wouldn't hesitate playing any of them in this matchup. I, I would say that De Bruyne has the highest upside of the entire group, though.
3: That's uh, I am in 100% agreement with you on that one. Correct. All right, and yeah, that's a bad sign for you. Uh, for Bournemouth Junior Stanislas actually had a good game last week as well, but yep. um, it's, it's really just there's it's really just the the fullbacks and i think that's it that's the only people you can consistently start
1: uh yeah i mean jordan Ibe had nine crosses last week and if they continue to play him like that then he can have a little bit of of value except they don't like wilson's not really the he's not christian benteke uh but maybe if this is arsenal's week maybe jack wilshire has some magic here to to knock grab a point maybe from uh from an arsenal rival at the top of the table maybe Maybe you just want to move on in the next game. That's correct. Okay. Okay. West
3: Brom and West ham, uh, two teams, uh, West ham. I don't know what they're doing, uh, in terms of defending <laughs> and West <laughs> no, Brom. I don't the think answer. they know what they're doing in terms of leadership. Uh, it's, it's, it's, controlled chaos at both places to me. And I, I, I West Ham have to come out of here with a win. They really do. If they want to make any kind of a statement, this is one of those, you know, plant your flag moments. And, uh, you know, it's this is this is the time where if you have West Ham options and you got to play them, right? This is a Dimitri Payet special for you, Mikhail Antonio for me.
1: Um, I, I was not as confident, actually. Uh, the... I,
3: I think the specter that surrounds a Tony Pulis-led team I mean that shine, that luster is faded. Uh,
1: I I'm not all in agreement with that. Uh, obviously, the results haven't been as as pulus as he you know as we expect it to be. But it's mostly because they just don't play. It's almost like they just don't play at a pace that allows for a lot of scoring. I mean they've they lost one nothing last week. They had a, sh- a clean sheet the week before. They're at home. Like I just don't, I don't see a ton of goals. I just don't see a ton of goals um, from the West Ham side. That being said, there's no way that West Ham goes to the Hawthorns with and comes out with a clean sheet. So West Brom's going to score, and if they do, like it's another like Who do you think? Who's the guy? Is it Rondon in the box? Because
3: you don't even know if he's going to start. They've been right, starting Spider-Barrahino. Yeah.
1: yeah. So like, Nasser Chadley. Yeah, Chadley, Matt Phillips. Like, I think, I think West Brom scores, and so it's just a matter of figuring out who is the most likely guy to, to score that goal. But like, West Ham lost, gave up four unanswered goals at home to Watford. Like would, West would, Brom would, should be, would, be able to score. At home. Would
3: you would you like a little side a side wager on this game? I'll take the i I'll take West Ham, you'd take West Brom straight up. Just straight up.
1: Well, I think it's actually it's relatively close to a pickum too. Um I think it'll be a draw. Like I don't I don't think but I think it could be like two two, which is nuts, but I'll say one one. I won't go too crazy.
3: Why but, are you skirting around my question? You would you want to take West Brom and I'll take no, West th- Ham? No. and if,
1: if it's a draw, it's a push. Yes, I'll take West Brom. Thank you. Yeah. And I'll take West Ham. All I right. just think Perfect. I just don't think it'll like, oh, you,
3: uh, fine, yeah. I understand. You don't think it'll pay out, but yeah. you you yeah. would you would take a side wager where you, you would you would have West Brom winning and the draw. Alone. Yeah, I would take it, that well, and, and you would split the draw. Yeah. No no no this, the, you, you don't you don't <laughs> it's not it's not like you win when there's a draw. No no no no. It doesn't right. work like that. That's
1: you what just, I'm saying, but I'm saying I wouldn't take that. I wouldn't put money on that. I would put money on West Brom not to lose.
3: <laughs> so confident that's like you know what that's like that's the perfect way of of summarizing exactly how west Brom plays. <laughs> right yeah i think this is yeah i think i'll take west Brom not to lose not please to lose, Yeah. yeah okay i'll still take west ham to win because okay. that's yeah. i I, to, I i like the tottenham phrase that they used to go by to dare is to do i think they still go by that yeah, and i think west ham will dare and do okay. uh you know that's that's just I I, I I just prefer that style. I think it will win out here because I don't even think Tony Pulis wants to be there. I, I think if you look at Tony Pulis in game, he just looks like he wants to be like out, on the beach at Blackpool, which is a terrible beach by the way, but it's you know, that's just the perfect place for Tony Pulis to to, to brood.
1: We'll see. We'll see.
3: All right. Moving on, Leicester at home against Burnley. Last year, we called this a relegation six-pointer. This year, it's Leicester coming off a huge Champions League victory against Burnley, who are not—they're still in relegation contention.
1: Yeah, i I was very pro Leicester uh, at, at midweek. I, like, there was no reason for them not to be like dominant favorites in that match against uh, Club Rouge. Yeah, it, it was one of those that like if. If you had blindly just said like premier league, def- reigning Premier League title holder versus Club Bruges, like they'd be dominant favorites. And they just weren't, even, even though um, Leicester were on the road, like it just didn't make any sense that they weren't so strongly favorites and they dominated. Club Bruges, I believe, is an eighth or 10th in Belgium now. And it's like that was a, a very lopsided match. And I think this one will be exactly the same. Uh, it just says to me that Tom Heaton's in line for some saves. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think he of... stops them. <laughs> I think, oh, you, I think Lester think blows like, them out, yeah.
3: You think there's four or five goals in this yeah, one?
1: Yeah, I think they totally blow them out.
3: I think they get two or three, but I still think Tom Heaton gets six or seven saves. Oh,
1: I mean, if if they give up three and he makes six saves, you got zero points. No, isn't it two goals and saves and two goals for a goal conceded? They cancel so each other so out. So you you get six points. I mean, that's not six points. Isn't going to win you anything from a goalie. Uh, when you You're consider right, the right. price, Completely it's just right. fine. Uh, it's it's it's not. I mean, you need. We we kind of talked about this on the MLS podcast a, a few weeks ago that the, you know, a lot of people look for two times value or or whatever it is based on position or price. Some positions you should get more. Some Less, but like, ultimately, you're not you're not winning based on points per dollar. You're you're winning because you get the most points, and so if you only get six points in one position, like that's not enough, um, unless you completely nail every other spot. And even then, it's like tough to win a big contest doing that. So,
3: oh yeah, no, I'm not talking about a, a big contest. I'm talking about just beating you.
1: Yeah. Oh, well, still, like you. If if Schmeichel makes no saves and wins one nothing, he outscores Heaton, and the the thousand bucks that I get, like those four points are more valuable because I'm getting the points. Like point, I think a lot of people just over, or forget that like you need to score the most points. Like that's the goal. It's not to get the most value out of your dollar. Sure, like one leads to the other, but like the end result is you need the most points, and I don't think Heaton. Uh, does that enough, particularly in this game when I think they get blasted. Like what I like about Leicester that I think people, like th- the idea that they're like title contenders this year, like nobody really thinks that. Like last, Not that necessarily last year was a fluke that they, you know, it, it, it's you can't be a fluke for 38 consecutive weeks. But they're still significantly better than the bottom clubs and they're better than the mid-table clubs. And so Burnley's on the, at the bottom, like this is, they should smash them. And with coming off of a big champions league, win, they're not playing at home, like people are are jazzed up because they just saw their team with a huge champions league win. Like you think the city Burnmouth is the most lopsided. I think this one might be.
3: Uh, I'll still disagree. I'll go with man. I'll go with city Burnmouth. Burnley are very organized defensively. I mean, I I, I, I have to look back at their game weeks. I mean, they don't, they don't give up a ton of goals to anybody, to, uh, at least so far this season. I mean, last week they gave up the one late one. Uh, it's just.
1: They lost I'm three nothing out. to Chelsea.
3: They're good at yeah. home
1: where they are not t- this week. <sighs> like the four I don't, I, of their I don't, first. I
3: don't, yeah. I don't like these facts. I mean, they did shut <laughs> out they, I mean, they did shut out Liverpool at
1: home. Yeah. And... They're they've three of their first four matches have been in, at home. And now they're going to Leicester who just came off a champions league win their first ever in a thousand years, whatever the, I have no idea how long it is, but these are very, these are, this is a mismatch.
3: I believe it's a mismatch. I still think there's value in Tom Heaton, but on the Leicester side, um, it's pretty, I, I, I'm assuming from your analysis before you're all, you're all systems go. Pretty much, you know, if you want Fuchs, you sh- you can pay up for Fuchs. Uh, Mahrez, of course, Vardy, of course. Uh, is this a game where you'd say like you would take like an all Brighton? Yeah, or I would look at all Brighton too. A, a-, a sure. Slomani if he starts. Um,
1: uh, I would I would pay up for uh, for Vardy before I really go all out on Slomani. Right. I'd like to see Slomani play a little more.
3: Would you agree? And uh, would you agree that Heaton is the best option from Burnley in this game?
1: Hmm. Um, no. Matthew Lauthen. Yeah, Lauthen is the only other one I was really thinking of.
3: Okay. All right. That uh, that I have them one two. If you want to have them two, uh, it, it, respectively, if you have them two one, I won't. I won't. I won't get too. Uh, especially considering your analysis, I won't get into you too much there. But I think those are the only two options you should consider from Burnley. I would not consider Andre Gray, for example.
1: No. Yeah, I tossed him from my FPL team because of it.
3: Yeah. All right. Uh, Last game of the Saturday slate will be Everton at home against Burrow. And uh, Romelu Lukaku looked looked certainly in the mood, and he was linking up very nicely with uh, pretty much anyone who played near him. So it was you know, Idris Igana got got into it. Uh, Kevin Morales got into it. Uh, Yannick Belasi was very into it. Uh, it,
1: You know who was very much not into it? Ross Barkley who got pulled at halftime. That's right. Uh, and uh, you know what? Kudos to Cooman for we, we got the
3: question I got the question on Twitter as a time to panic on Ross Barkley. I'm like, no. You know, the, the, kudos to Kuhn for just saying, hey, he wasn't good. He knows what he has to do to be better, and I expect that he will be.
1: Do you think he starts this week? Yes. Oh, okay.
3: There's no reason not to. Oh,
1: I I disagree. I'm not sure he starts. That would Only because it, uh, De La Feu, who came on for him, looked really good. And I think you can absolutely be fine with De La Feu, Morales, Blasi, and Lukaku. If
3: that's the case, I love Morales in that lineup. Okay. That's the way I would put it. I still think Ross Barkley starts anyway. Okay. But for the Borough side, it's it's still Struani and uh, Negredo would be the options you you have
1: going forward. Uh, Stuart Downing can, had like a thousand crosses last weekend.
3: Yeah, I was about to say I was about to say, you you can you can think I'll about going Stuart number. Downing. You can I, I'm not sure it's a thousand, What's but that? it's uh you can think about number. Stuart Downing. But the person who you know early on in the season people kind of liked was Gaston Ramirez, and he's kind of cooled off since the first week of the season.
1: Yep. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, he's he's able to do things across the stat sheet, which is nice. But although even that doesn't give him a, a tremendously big or high floor. So the I don't know. I'm I'm kind of a believer in this Everton defense. Uh, they, they've just figured it out under Cumin so quickly that um, I'm in on Everton, and so I, I'm not going to consider anybody from Burrow.
3: I think I, I think there's a decent amount of uh, I think there's a decent amount of goals for uh, to be had in this game for Everton. And what's interesting is, you know, Martin's Decklenburg, even though he, he's looked I mean he's gotten a lot of points because of the defensive efforts. He himself hasn't had to be sterling or spectacular at all. Correct. It's just kind of a passenger.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Three saves. He had three saves in his first two matches and then three, uh, meaning three each and then three in the subsequent to combined so but yeah i think um yeah i think he's a a plenty fine option this weekend
3: yeah i have a funny feeling we'll be hearing his name a little bit later judging from how quick you were with those stats okay <laughs> uh let's go on to the sunday slate we have watford coming off that incredible 4-2 performance against west ham, uh west ham they're gonna find it a little tougher this week with manchester united coming to town
1: for sure yeah the uh United had a Europa League match on Thursday, uh, which they lost, and
3: I, I got a, I got a headline on my phone like man uh, United uh, Manchester United blushed. I'm like, what What do you mean they blushed? The, the, <laughs> like, what happened?
1: They yeah, I mean they they lost one nothing away. They'll be fine. Although, I imagine that Jose Mourinho wants no part of Europa. Like, Ibrahimovic didn't start, and my. My, he didn't eventually come on but i was just like it seems so wrong to see ibrahimovic and paul pogba in europa like they should they should just leave them out because what's the value in possibly one of them getting hurt in a europa league match yeah
3: it's almost as good as david louise not knowing that chelsea wasn't in the champions league
1: Is it, did that happen
3: I mean, yeah in the, in the press conference he said yeah uh you know, I like Champions. I, obviously the goal is to win the Champions League. No one's told me what group we're in yet, but
1: oh my god. That's kind of, <laughs> that's so, that's so David Luiz too, like to have no idea. I love it. Um So yeah, the defensively they're still okay. Like they're not unbeatable. But do you think Watford scores on him?
3: No. No only because I don't think wafford scores on anybody they somehow find a way, but I never i mean, it, it's it's it's basically I never imagined that Etienne Kapua <laughs> would have three goals and an assist yeah uh and he does or I think he has two assists so anyway it doesn't matter um it's can Manchester United stop Etienne Kapua if you if ever had to ask that question in your life you'd be <laughs> Yeah, you'd be just considered crazy. And I still think it'd be crazy to have to say, I I think Manchester United will successfully stop at the the force that has been Etienne Capoue. He's not
1: the only one. Perea has been good. Dini, Igalo. I mean, maybe I'm just thrown off by how they turned the tables on West Ham last week, but um, I don't know. I don't know that defensive I think, group I, I, I, from Andy.
3: Think, I think Troy Deeney is going to run into someone who's bigger than him for the first time in a while in Paul Pogba. Pogba, yeah, yeah, he's bigger and stronger, but maybe not. Maybe not maybe stronger. Maybe not stronger. Cause, yeah, because Deeney's got that. He's like country strong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's uh, I, I mean, I think I Deeney's not just going to be able to just you know go into the midfield like drop back into the midfield and just kind of bully the Manchester United midfielders around. He's going to run into people that are bigger than him. Yeah. Yep.
1: So who do you like from Man United?
3: Uh, I love Pogba in this game. He's just going to have the ball all the time. Mm-hmm. So uh, it could be uh, – this could be the, his first assist of the season.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, he might even get a goal, but I, I think I think an assist is uh, – he, he might get a counting stat, for his first accounting stat of the season. But uh, he should have plenty of uh, created chances, plenty of crosses, plenty of shots, I think, even. Watford will let you shoot from distance, which is what Pogba will do, wants to do. Um I ranked uh, Zlatan Ibrahimović 20 times in our original. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So I I tend to like Zlatan in this matchup here. mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. I I don't think there's anyone. I don't think there's many people on the globe that can stop him. And there's certainly nobody at Watford that can.
1: Yep, I agree. I agree. Do you think uh, Mata starts again? Mkhitaryan is out. He was poor anyway. I thought maybe Ander Herrera could get a start.
3: Yeah, I think Andrew. I mean, the only I think Andrew Herrera is the only person they bring in when they've already had the lead and they're just kind of holding it down. They put three in the midfield with that him, Fellaini, and Pogba. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, I don't think they'll start that way against Watford. They have no need to. So they'd start Mata. Yeah. Okay. A more creative influence, especially out wide, because Watford will let you have the ball out wide. Okay. Yeah. Look, that's what I think will happen. Does it? Does that's it often asked. happen that way? No. Yeah. Uh, I still think that David Luiz should be a central midfielder, but we can move on. Uh, we've talked. We've, uh, we we we can talk about uh, Crystal Palace and Stoke in about five seconds, can we? Right? It's Christian Benteke and every and Andrew Townsend, and that's about it.
1: I would throw Wilfred Boney a moment. No, I mean Palace aren't the. No, that's true. That's true. That's more of, of about the Palace defense than it is about Stoke's attack. But I think Boney is the third best player in this game. All
3: right, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, Fifteen seconds, not five. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah. I like there's that. really nothing. There's nothing else to mention about this game. Um, it's hap- sorry. It's happening in uh, in London. It is. Good fans should be loud.
1: Yes. I kind of like Punchin too. If because it sounds like Kabay is not going to play, so Punchin's been pretty good for them. But I would still have him behind Benteke and Townsend.
3: I have a funny feeling that on the Sunday slate, you're going to see a lot of people with like Zlatan and a bunch of Crystal Palace players.
1: Um, maybe No, uh, I, I don't know. Maybe, no, maybe but, because they're cheaper than the Spurs guys. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. But
3: we'll, we'll, we'll, keep going here, uh, to the next game, which is, uh, Southampton at home against Swansea. Uh, I'm, I'm still digging what Southampton are doing. Uh, they played really well against Arsenal. It was a, the result did not dictate how that game actually went. Mm-hmm. Um, and Swansea, uh, I think, uh, in the other direction, the, t- the draw against Chelsea did not dictate how that game actually went either. But... Of course not. They still, but it, tell me I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, but, you know, uh, with the person who I really was impressed with at Swansea, and I hope he gets the start, is Mo Barrow.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, yeah, you he's can't, been in and out, so... Yeah, you can't teach that speed that he has. That mm-hmm. is for sure. And... Yeah, I think him and Juarente can be a real bother to people, especially because Virgil Van Dyke has a tendency to go forward for Southampton. So uh, those two together can really exploit the the Southampton defense.
1: I can't believe I just heard that like that a Swansea attackers could really yeah. hurt the Southampton defense. Well, especially, the only especially reason when
3: it, one of the central defenders likes to go forward.
1: Yeah, the only reason I say that is because like every time Swansea scores, I'm just like, ow, how, yeah, like it's always a different guy like this week we'll see like the key and Jack Cork both score and you're just like what like they're like incredibly frustrating from a fantasy perspective because there's just there's no you know we always look for repeatable stats like that's why everybody loves crosses because like they're consistent and we can focus on them Uh, they provide points but like Swansea it's just like who are these guys how are they ever getting results other than Sigurdsson and then it's like the game that they win like 4-2 Sigurdsson does nothing and it's just like I don't know
3: yeah I mean I, I I would take a couple of south I mean I, I definitely taught is the number one player from this game correct yeah and then for me it's and then Sigurdsson and then I think I think it's I think you're still gonna find like the Leroy Fairs and the uh, and uh, possibly the Mo Barrows if he starts, you know, high up in the high up in those rankings in this game, at least between the two teams.
1: I think Shane Long will be above them.
3: Uh, Shane Long didn't start last week.
1: Yeah, I think he starts this week. They, I mean, he, Southampton were much better with him on the field.
3: I agree. And Shane Long could have scored three goals against Arsenal, but yeah. didn't.
1: Well, I mean, weren't you just saying you got to throw him back out there? Wasn't that the I, throw it back I, to I, the
3: I six, think seven? he should have been out there to start with. I, yeah. I, I own a lot of shares of Shane Long. Very biased there.
1: No, but, um, no mention of Nathan Redmond yet. No, uh,
3: mainly because I don't have a lot of shares in Nathan Redmond.
1: <laughs> Fair enough.
3: Fair enough. <laughs> but no, it's uh, I I I actually I really liked what Mo Barrow was doing to Chelsea, and I think if they just let him keep doing that against every team, he's going to be a force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even Jefferson Montero. Just kidding. Um, okay. Every time that's another player. Every time you think he's going to do well,
1: Jefferson Montero, he just goes away. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, then he Ta- starts no, and he sends in fourteen crosses, and you're like, oh yeah, and then he doesn't play the next game.
3: That's right. Spurs are at home against Sunderland. Uh, this is is this would this be considered a the revenge Jermaine game Defoe of all revenge
1: games? <laughs> <laughs> Who needs Latan when you have Jermaine Defoe
3: back at White Hart Lane? That's right. That's right. Um,
1: <laughs> oh my God.
3: Um, so he he looks so lost. Uh, uh, Defoe does sometimes in the Sunderland front line because he just can't get the service that he needs. Mm,
1: yeah, the... which is
3: someone else shooting in the ball landing in the box somewhere.
1: Right, right, hitting off the bar and he just happens to be there. Correct. Uh, this I don't know. Sunderland. I, I still haven't really gotten a read on this team. Uh, it seems like they they're just like a bunch of parts, and they. I mean, obviously, a lot of the guys are new. You know, they have Mankio came in, like, two weeks ago. Uh, Jiloboji is new. Uh, Gooch didn't really play until this year. Yana is new. Like, it, and these are all, like, important pieces. Um, obviously, Wabi Khazri is just not part of David Moyes' plan. So he, you know, he seems to be the most creative player on this team, and we don't even need to talk about him because he doesn't play enough. Instead, we're looking at guys like Duncan Watmore and Jack Rodwell. I mean, I don't. It, it it the problem I have is that all of these guys are new and I don't see how they fit together. And so there, it gives me no confidence in any of them, particularly against Spurs, except Jermaine Defoe, of course, He's <laughs> yeah, like just a guaranteed Defoe, this a weekend. revenge game. Right.
3: Yep. yep. Yeah. Reminding you that he is still a thing. All right. Uh, I think he has a pretty th-
1: poor history against Spurs too. I think I've, I think I've gone this down this narrative street before, and it's just a, a miss every time.
3: Just uh, if, star- if Sun start if starts, would you play him?
1: Yeah, yeah. Although expecting, like, what are the odds that he scores three or four goals in two games? Really,
3: hot uh, the hot hand theory.
1: Right. I but, can't remember if he started on Wednesday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Whenever they played this week, but I, I, he he would not be my first choice and. I'm guessing there are probably twelve players on this slate that I would pick before him.
3: Would you choose any? Would you choose a Tottenham defender? Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. So you you you think there's a you think this is multiple goals Tottenham and none for Sunderland?
1: Um, I think Tottenham. it's more that I like that that Spurs should be able to get their fullbacks forward.
3: And uh, this is another Ben Davis game. I think so. Yeah okay uh just just uh, you know for Sunday Slater's out there uh he's probably a less expensive option and is yeah. a good one okay let's go to our Daily Dose shall we let's go to our DraftKings lineups uh we have every week we play up against each other and uh Andrew has gotten the better of me for the majority of this season he's three and one thus far uh I haven't really like the one week I did well uh we that was the only week uh basically I haven't kept it close since uh that, that was week two Alright, uh, it's been a while, so uh, you know what, let's let's switch this up, let's have you start this time
1: Okay, uh, as you hinted earlier that I ended up going with Martin Stecklenburg because I had the stats already for him uh, He's at 5,400, which makes him like the 7th most expensive uh, goalie So, you know, I, I understand paying up for the other guys, but I think Everton will control this match pretty easily um, I paid 3600 for Brendan Galloway who had a pretty poor game last week but uh, has the ability to to really fill it out and uh, I think with the way that West Ham have been playing defensively themselves that he should be able to to move forward you know it, even if it's not that much I think the the times where he can um, you know I have confidence enough confidence to pick him that one of his crosses could find somebody's head and go in uh, and then I actually picked picked Curtis Davis at 3,600, his same price as Galloway. Um, I don't really love taking center backs, but um, he does take a shot every so often. And I think the peripheral stats will kind of make up uh, for, you know, not having 10 cross upside.
3: All right. Uh, Who do you think has the most goals per game? Uh, Sorry. Most points per game among goalkeepers.
1: I assume it's your boy, Tom Heaton.
3: It's not. It's Brad Guzan.
1: Oh, well, he's not going to start now.
3: I know. So that's like right. He's out of contention. Uh, who do you think is second? Heaton. Yaku- uh, Yakupovich. Oh, yeah. And uh, there he may not play with Marshall there, but it, it, I think he will anyway. But no, I'm not taking him against Arsenal. But I am taking the third highest points per game person, which is Tom Heaton. Yeah. Saving that $1,000 and getting so far to this season, better production. So uh, I'll take it, and I know it's a bad matchup, but I'm I am thinking that the saves will more than counteract the number of goals scored against the goals against.
1: Did you okay. do you have any money left over?
3: I uh, I do. Oh. I mean, I could go, I could go to Victor Valdez if I wanted to.
1: So you don't have that much. Like I I'm looking. I could
3: go to Darren Randolph who won't play.
1: Well, so you can't go to Adrian. because I was gonna say I would rather pay five thousand for Adrian than Heaton at forty four. No, I don't have that much. Okay.
3: Uh, I mean, to be honest, the, the consideration that I was trying to do was to get You were, I mean, I don't mind Stecklenburg as your keeper this week. I just think for the options I wanted to have going forward, I needed to go with Tom Heaton, who is the least expensive goalkeeper of any quality.
1: Well, let's hear these powerhouse attackers that you've chosen well, with Heaton with, behind let first,
3: them. Let me first start with my two defenders. Oh, I, also, I also chose Brendan Galloway yeah. because –
1: uh, we like him way too much.
3: That's correct. We're, we're going to run him into the ground. Uh, but I did pay up for one defender in Seamus Coleman. So very similar vein. I still like the Everton defense here. And Seamus Coleman looked great uh, hmm. last week. He mm-hmm. looked great. Uh, and he's he's really active, really lively, getting forward, bombing up the right wing. Much more than Leighton Baines was, I'll tell you that much. Um, which is totally predictable, but, uh, you know, so I, I I will, I, if Everton do get a clean, should I still get some shares of that? But I also think that uh, Coleman will have some uh, opportunity going forward, but you know, on that same vein, I actually did take more Everton players. Uh, In fact, I took two more Everton players, but I'll only get to one here. I'll tell, I'll start with my midfielders. I have, Uh, I technically have four, but I'll only start with my first three because uh, we'll we'll save the last two for the end for forwards. I took Kevin Morales because I do think that he will play. Uh, I do think he will start, and uh, he either scores or he gets crosses. It's Mm -hmm. really one or the other. He's been so consistent, 12, 13, 12, 13. um, that's, That's hard to ignore. Uh, and, uh, my other midfielder, as you probably guessed, uh, sorry, Kevin Morales, by the way, 5,900. So pretty good value there as well in terms of price. Uh, and at 6,600, he's getting more expensive now, but Robert Snodgrass has cracked the lineup once again. <laughs> uh, and my last one, and both of us actually had a tough time filling out the utilities, but or the last spot in our lineup, um, I'm really hoping that he starts. Um, I do have room to pivot off of him if I need to, but Leroy Sané at 6,100, if he starts is a value uh, at that price.
1: Yeah. Sané is the one I had Sané as well. at's at one point and may still, but I don't have him right now.
3: All right. So your two midfield splotted players and your utility. I have five midfielders. Oh, okay. So um, let's just get to the two, the two with M's <laughs> next to them and the utility. <clears throat>
1: um, I have Morales as well. I have Matt Phillips in there at 4,700 thinking that he'll be able to cross as well against that uh, West Ham defense. Actually, before I keep going, why do you like Coleman over Hector Bellerin? <sighs> let, me, let me actually phrase it differently because you basically like Coleman and Heaton over Bellerin and Adrian.
3: I like the goal a lot better. I believe in Heaton much more than you do.
1: Oh, obviously.
3: <laughs> I, I, you know, I, you know, Heaton. If he's a sinking ship this week, I will happily okay. go down with the ship.
1: Okay. Well, we were saying, like you mentioned earlier, that Bellarmine was probably like cost prohibitive, but he's actually cheaper than Coleman, and to, you can use that money, which
3: I like. I. I, I, I Again, I love Heaton, okay. and I actually—I—I I, I mean, I actually think Seamus Coleman is legitimately a better option than Bellerin. Okay. Bellerin hasn't—he I mean, hasn't been the way that he's been last season, for one.
1: Yeah, I think the problem and, is and, that Coleman's look is better than his fantasy output. Mm. Like you don't get points for just moving up and bombing down the right side. Like he—he's not crossing, he's not taking many shots, he doesn't draw fouls because he. I guess doesn't have the ball. Like, I'm not sure I see the upside with Coleman.
3: Oh, I I, I think this is a game where you could even score. Okay. That answers my question. Yeah. I'll take, I'll I'll take the, I'll take the, I think it's a more explosive option. Uh, in, in, in Coleman. you know, you're really talking a lot of sense and it really pisses me off that. Yeah.
1: And I just, that's what it was anyway. So those two. I
3: feel, I feel kind of neutered and emasculated right now. (laughs)
1: Um, my utility spot is currently empty. Um, I have 7,600 bucks, which allows me to get Antonio who I, for some reason don't like this week against West Brom, but understand why people would take him all Brighton, Raheem Sterling and Balassi. Those are like the four most expensive guys. And it's basically those four and Leroy Sané. I Um, think
3: you'll take Nolito if he starts.
1: Um, I could, uh, yeah, I could take Nolito. That's a good point too. Um, so those are kind of like the guys that, um, I'm considering the the Blossie I'm struggling to convince myself to have two Everton players and have one of them and have no Romelu Lukaku. Like it seems weird to have Morales and Blossie and I'll take Morales cause he's on corners and he's cheaper. Um, and Sterling. So I have Sterling, but I have a teammate of his as well. um, in fact, I'll just go through like my two forwards are Kevin De Bruyne and Riyad Mahrez. And it seems like I'm not sure I want De Bruyne and Sterling. Uh, and yet I'm willing to take De Bruyne and Sane. Sane allows me to upgrade elsewhere because he's much cheaper. But like De Bruyne and Nolito maybe like I those those I'm I'm more willing to stack Everton. Uh, excuse me. I'm more willing City. to stack City because I have De Bruyne. Um, whereas I don't necessarily want to stack Everton without Lukaku, and I'd rather De Bruyne and Mahrez over Lukaku. Yeah.
3: So I mean, we're going to share. It looks like three players. Uh, so we uh, we both have Brendan Galloway. We both have Kevin Morales, and uh, we both have Kevin De Bruyne because I mm-hmm. took De Bruyne as well. Yeah. Uh, and I also took Romelu Lukaku.
1: Okay. Yeah. As so,
3: the other yep. forward. So he's my one forward. Um, he, Now I
1: feel better about not having him. Thank you you're welcome <laughs>
3: uh you know what and on that generous note i think it's time that we should uh depart from this episode of the road to Wire fantasy soccer podcast so that we can get this posted in time for everyone to be able to listen before the 3 p.m eastern chelsea liverpool game so we will end it here thank you so much for joining me andrew as always and we will be talking again next week when we review this interesting game week that we have coming up this weekend and oh man am i praying to beat you in DraftKings this week
1: that's what it'll take this week
3: (laughs) perfect ending thank you so much Andy. we'll talk to you again next week
1: good luck everybody
3: thank you
0: (laughs) thank you for listening to the rotowire fantasy soccer podcast for more great content visit rotowire.com slash soccer